Hello, Dre. Hi, Peter. Are you ready to go digging with Peter? Or, in this case, maybe it's picking with Peter? Whatever you want to call it, let's do it. Okay, so this week, we are talking about the the debut LP from Old Crow Medicine Show. I'm pretty sure you didn't know a thing about Old Crow Medicine Show before you started listening to this. I never even knew they existed. When I when that came up last week, when I when it came out of my mouth what it was, <laughs> did you have a guess as to what it might have been? No, I just that was it. You just said the name and like, all right. It was just so much so fast. It started abruptly to me. It was just like, hey, we're singing now. Oh, 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 we started. No intro, nothing. Old Crow Medicine Show is, well, let's see, this album was from 2004. And by this point, they had been performing together for a few years. And they seemed to have an, an interesting path toward being recorded. Lots of traveling and learning stuff, eventually finding their way out to like North Carolina, where they played uh, out on a street corner where an older musician named Doc Watson is memorialized, as in he's got like a statue there. And apparently his like granddaughter actually heard them playing on that street corner and brought Doc Watson to them to hear them. Uh, and then at some point later on, they decided they were going to Nashville and they were going to just like sit down in front of the Grand Ole Opry and and just start busking out on the street there. And eventually they got invited to perform on the stage. They're, they're definitely traditionalist in sound. Lots of old school country, like old school country. Not There are on this particular album... There is uh, fiddles and banjos and uh, an upright bass and some guitar and also something called a gitjo, which I wasn't familiar with. As I understand it, it looks like a banjo, but it's got six strings and it's tuned like a guitar. Interesting. No, wasn't there harmonicas? I like the harmonicas. Yes, there was harmonica on there too. I enjoy those. And even on most of these tracks, there isn't even a drum. There is on just like a couple tracks. There is a mixture of traditional uh, tunes and some covers and a handful of original compositions. A number of the the guys in the band trade off in doing lead vocals. It really seems to be like a everybody does everything kind of outfit. Yeah, it's not like they were jamming. I have I have two albums by these guys. And I, to be perfectly honest, I don't remember how I got them. I don't remember <laughs> where or when I got them. They just, they're there. I know enough to know that they weren't like a gift. I must have bought or downloaded them or something myself at some point. I just don't remember when or why. I was really hoping that you could explain why you have this, but I guess well, I'm I, not going to be satisfied. Okay, let me, let me just start off here and say I don't dislike this album. It is it is not in my wheelhouse as far as stuff I normally listen to, but I like buying things that are not necessarily in my wheelhouse. I like finding interesting things, even if they're not a type of music that I would identify myself as listening to on a regular basis. And especially if you're talking about older style music done by modern musicians, 
I'm likely to be interested at least into hearing what in hearing what it sounds like. For example, you know, a, when I was in high school and a little after, I was very much into the squirrel nut zippers. What's squirrel that? Squirrel like? nuts zippers. Yes, squirrel nut zippers. That sounds mm-hmm. like a very dirty name. <laughs> <laughs> squirrel oh. nut zippers. So the squirrel nut zippers um, were like hot jazz and swing, thirties era type of styles. At least originally, they've they've branched out into some other kind of styles since then. But originally, you know, but they're a modern band. They're modern musicians with you know modern abilities and practices. And they're very good. At least I think so. There were a number of of bands in that era who were specializing in the jazz and pop music from that era. Like besides Squirrel Nut Zippers, like Cherry Pop and Daddies, which yes, that is definitely a dirty name. Cherry Pop and Daddies. The music back then <laughs> was just as dirty as the music now. They just they just I don't know. People seem to forget that people have been singing about sex forever. But these names. So Old Crow Medicine Show focuses on older traditions, bluegrass, American, Americana, traditional country, folk songs. So, you know, they're drawing from influences that come even before some of those other bands that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And clearly they've got a passion for it or they wouldn't still be doing it. And by the way, they are still doing it. These guys are still going on with their bad selves. Well, all right. They are playing for their people. Okay. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about influences and where they came from, I probably got a lot of it wrong. Oh, well. Why don't you tell me what you think? Because I know you've got opinions. I feel like this album hit me like a ton of bricks because of the way, just the start of it, just, it's like I got slapped in the face because they immediately, immediately just start singing. So I didn't even get like, you know, a couple bars of the guitars and fiddles to get me prepared for what I'm about to hear. No. There, there was no warm up. They were just Nothing. there. They were in your face. And for him to come on immediately talking about cocaine, I'm like, wait, is this serious? <sighs> mm-hmm. Why would this be the actually, opening track? Yeah, and that is, that's not a new song. That's a traditional song. So it makes me think, like, is Cotton Eye Joe in this vein? Because that's what kept popping in my head as I listened to it. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. <laughs> now I have to think about that. I finally looked up the lyrics to that song a few years ago and was blown away tickled by what he's actually saying. So I've been walking around singing Cotton Eye Joe because of this album. It sounds like Cotton Eye Joe stole his woman because if it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, he'd been married a long time. So, <laughs> and you see, traditional music can can influence a lot of stuff a long time in a long time past. The album started abruptly. It is not at all something that I would normally listen to because I am not their target audience at all. Just no, okay. I'd rather listen to the blues. That's the other place my brain goes when I hear this is the blues because the things they're singing about and the way they're singing it with these songs, I can just, it takes me straight to the blues and how that music sounds. And then when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, most most of these are, these are not happy songs. They're not celebratory songs. But they do make you dance. 
Maybe or you get to me. something like Tear It Down, and that's that's a song about infidelity. And yeah. That's another traditional that they didn't write themselves. Yeah, but nothing about it like jumped out at me except for the obvious things, you know. Okay. Guitars and fiddles and harmonicas, and it sounds good. And like I can tell they play well together. Like, but I wouldn't want to hear this live. Why not? I think I think this might actually be better live. I think it's the instruments and the tones they have because I generally don't enjoy hearing them together. Like when I've heard bluegrass live, it's a bit much for my ears and my head. I I've seen reference to to people comparing old crow medicine show in particular as having like some of these style or elements of like punk rock i don't know if i totally agree with it but i see where they're coming from it's not a clean sound and it's not like a super overproduced and i don't know exactly how much um formal training they've all had or if this is all just like learning as you go and figuring it out but they certainly don't sound like they, they graduated from Juilliard. Yeah. They clearly have a love and appreciation for the music in the first place, and they are going at it with gusto, and that comes through. It's, yeah, easy, like, to, it's easy to appreciate the effort they're putting in, into it, and even if you're not really down with the music itself, they've got a thing going, and that's yeah, easy like, to hear. They, like, they sound good together. I can imagine them having a concert and the people who enjoy this music having a blast, especially on the songs that you can dance to, because it just, it has so much energy. I'm hearing a, I'm hearing from you and correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, I appreciate what they're doing. It's not my thing. And eh, beyond that. Pretty much. Pretty but much. Was, was I, there anything that stood out to you besides that? No, no. Like I listened to this one over and over and over again. I was just preparing for our recording today. <laughs> That's really all it was. You you were obligated to listen, and so you listened. Yes. If if this was not happening, I would not have gone back. Like that, no hatred, just nah. I'm, I'm, I'm thanks. No thanks. I have barely a superficial knowledge of like traditional country and bluegrass and a lot of folk stuff. So I, it's, it's hard for me to, to say, are these guys really good? Are they worthwhile? Are they, is it, are they playing in with traditional craftsmen in mind? You know, I don't really know who this is for because I'm not close enough to the target audience to know, is this for the people who love this kind of music or is this really supposed to be to get other people into it? I kind of wish I knew. I mean, in my brain, I can see children and older people, like all ages of their audience enjoying this, like kids would dance and the older people would sit and tap their foot and have good conversation. And I can just, I can see the joy. It's just not mine. Uh, I did find myself tapping my toes to it. It is a little bit infectious in that way. It is because I did too. Are we ready to give a, a score and a verdict? I'm going to give it a four, mostly because I'm just like, nah, my ears don't want it. But I mean, they sound good together. I know for the people who enjoy it, it's going to be great. But I don't 
know enough to be like, oh, this is awesome. They did great jobs. No, no, no. So yeah, a four. I'll give it a six based on the strength of the musicianship. But as we both know, a five or a six is like, I don't really have strong a, a strong opinion about it otherwise. Yeah, in that middle range. If it comes on, I'm not going to turn it off. I am. If it's background music. if But it's not going to survive the, eh, would I rather be listening to something else test? Now, are we ready to find out what's coming next week? Yes. I'm okay. Hey, Google. Give me a number between 1 and 2,055. Here's a random number, 1,680. 1,680. Okay, we are looking at I Am an Elastic Firecracker by Tripping Daisy. I guess that goes into the theme of the holiday coming up. <laughs> you know, I... I didn't even think of that. And that's our show for this week. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening through, and feel free to leave a voice message on our page at anchor.fm. There's a link to it in the show description. Thank you to Dre for joining me, and thank you for joining us. Until next time, be good to your music. It's been good to you. Thank you.